1: Of course, the truth is God's word, and the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 I am Brian Munin. I am sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. Again, welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. Today we're going to be answering the question, does God kill people? And, of course, we're talking about the God of the Holy Bible, not the New Age false gods that are about on TV, in the movies, and who you hear people talking about when they say the word God all the time. That's a God of their own imagination. We're talking about the thrice holy God who has revealed himself in Holy Scripture, the Bible. The New Age God has no absolute truth and he has no power against evil because there's no distinction between good and evil. It's all kind of in your mind. But the God of the Bible hates evil. He calls us to separate from iniquity and sin and evil and he judges evil and sin. He has judged the world once before. We'll be talking about that. And he will judge the world again. And it is a punishment that is going to come upon the, the world, the ungodly. It is punishment for sin. God does kill people. It's recorded in the Bible. And we know that God is love and that Jesus Christ came and died in our place willingly. He laid down his life to die for the sins of the world. He died and, we, and he was buried And he rose again on the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures. Hallelujah. And he is alive and he is coming again to judge the living and the dead. But the fact that God is love does not trump the fact that he is holy and he must punish sin or he would not be holy. He would not be just and righteous and truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me John 14:6 and God would not be of the truth if he did not judge that which is sin that which is ungodly unholy it cannot enter into his righteousness the ungodly will perish they will not enter into his rest rest is only found in Christ you need to make peace with God ask him to forgive your sins put all your faith and trust in Him. He's a person, Jesus Christ, the Lord God Almighty, the Son of God, and it has been revealed in the scriptures. We'll put some Gospel links in the description of this episode. If you don't understand those things, take the time and study and see what the Bible has to say about the Lord. He is willing to forgive your sins. He will save you, He'll make you a new creature, He'll wash you white as snow. You can be forgiven of your sins, and have eternal life. But this show is going to answer the question does God kill people? There are people who don't want to be forgiven. They reject God. They spit in the Lord's face. It's hard to understand, but there are some people who are reprobate. They've turned away for the last time, and God gives them over to a reprobate mind, and they're they're judged. Quickly sometimes, other times over a period of a few years, as we're going to hear about in the story of Jehoram. Now, God judged Jehoram for his wickedness, for his outright evil and Antichrist pagan practices that he brought upon the nation that he was the king of. So, Second Chronicles 21, 5-6. Jehoram was 32 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, like as did the house of Ahab. For he had the daughter of Ahab to wife, and he wrought that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, he murdered his six brothers, he married Ahab's daughter, and he forsook the Lord God, it says. Now the prophet Elijah sent Jehoram a letter. 2 Chronicles 21.11-19 Moreover, he made high places in the mountains of Judah, and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit fornication and compelled Judah thereto. And there came a writing to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of David thy father, because thou hast not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat thy father, nor in the ways of Asa king of Judah, but hast walked in the way of the kings of Israel, and hast made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to go a-whoring, like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab, And also hast slain thy brethren of thy father's house, which were better than thyself. Behold, with a great plague will the Lord smite thy people, and thy children, and thy wives, and all thy goods. And thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels, until thy bowels fall out by reason of the sickness day by day. Moreover, the Lord stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and of the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians. And they came up into Judah, and break into it, and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house, and his sons also, and his wives, so that there was never a son left him, save Jehoaz, the youngest of his sons. And after all this, the Lord smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease. And it came to pass that in the process of time, after the end of two years, his bowels fell out by reason of his sickness." So he died of sore diseases, and his people made no burning for him like the burning of his fathers. What a pitiful and sad life he lived and displayed of a godless life of a man that was so consumed with himself, he caused the punishment of so many others because of his sin. Sin doesn't only hurt yourself. You hurt everyone around you when you sin. You may not see it. You may not know it but it can cause pain and hurt throughout a whole family, a whole town, a whole country. And it hurts the Lord. That's the most important thing. It grieves God. It grieves the Holy Spirit. He died for our sins. Every time we sin, we grieve the Lord. That should be important to us. If we love Him, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ Depart from iniquity. 2 Timothy 2.19 So we've seen there that God killed Jehoram. God killed him. And he didn't just strike him dead on the spot, as some of the other stories we're going to read about. He suffered. He told him what was going to happen first, and then he had to live through that. And there was no way out. It seems he wasn't able to repent. He was given a judgment, a pronouncement from Elijah the prophet, And it came to pass. So his judgment was long before the day that he died. That's hard for us to understand. In this world, we kind of think, well, so-and-so is alive. There's always hope for him to repent. We don't really know. According to the scriptures, we don't really know. You can't tell that for sure. Just because somebody's drawing breath, it may not mean they're going to repent. There are people who are reprobate. It's difficult to understand but we're not supposed to judge that either way. That's up to God to know that. We should always hold out hope, pray for the people, give them truth, show them love and compassion. Just obey God. Do what the Lord says to do to our enemies, to our family. We're supposed to show them the love of Christ. And if it be possible, they'll be saved if it's in God's will. It's very hard to understand sometimes. But that man was judged he lived for two years and said, day by day, he suffered. And then he finally, he died. Second Samuel 6, 6-7, through seven, And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God." There's an example of a man who disobeyed God, and God smote him instantly. He died right then and there. There's also examples of that we're going to read coming up in the New Testament. And it causes others to fear. In this case, this caused King David to have the fear of the Lord. And the chapter ends with praising and him dancing before the Lord and them having a joyous celebration, bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the city of David. We need the fear of the Lord to appreciate who He is. And this is what we're going to talk about as we go on in this show, how the world now has a low view of God. And that's sinful. That's not the real true God. Our God, the Lord God of heaven, He is the most high God. He is not this little buddy, like the little toy, my buddy. They used to have, you know, you carry him around.
0: Buddy from play school,
1: yeah, that's not God, that's the new version, that's the false version. God is your little buddy, he's your little genie when you want something, and then the rest of the time you do what you want, it's all in your imagination. No, the God of the holy scriptures, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy One of Israel, he is their true God, the most high God. And he's on his throne. He will do as he wants. And he does kill people. He also saves people. Praise his name. But there's accountability. There is accountability with God. We're all accountable before him. Deuteronomy 32, 39-42. Hear what God says about himself. See now that I, even I, am he. And there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and say, I live forever. If I wet my glittering sword and mine hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to mine enemies and will reward them that hate me. I will make mine arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh and that with the blood of the slain and of the captives from the beginning of revenges upon the enemy. See, the Bible says, all those that hate me love death. Proverbs eight thirty six. And this verse just said, I will reward them that hate me. That doesn't mean he's going to reward them with uh, winnings at the casino or lottery tickets or fame and fortune. No, that means the recompense, the payment, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. He's going to reward them. He's going to give them what they deserve. And it's death. So don't forget that. All those that hate God love death. And there are no accidents with God. God knows the beginning from the ending. When somebody gets killed, it's not a surprise to God. Because God ordained it. God is just. Amen. Now compare that God with this Patsy, false little god of the Osteens. Victoria Olstein. I don't know why she was talking on the stage, but she was allowed to say this in Joel Olstein's mega building.
0: When we obey God, we're not doing it for God. I mean, that's one way to look at it.
1: Yeah, the satanic way to look at it.
0: We're doing it for ourselves because God takes pleasure when we're happy the thing that gives him the greatest joy this morning so I want you to know this morning just do good for your own self do good because God wants you to be happy when you come to church when you worship him you're not doing it for God really you're doing it for yourself because that's what makes God happy amen
1: no not amen what a wicked satanic worldview they have it's blasphemous wonder if all the martyrs, the Christians over times, starting with Stephen, the Apostle Paul, Peter, Timothy, John, Matthew, all of them, wonder why they missed out on this little tidbit here. They should have just done for themselves and been happy. I don't know if getting boiled in oil would necessarily make you happy. Maybe being drawn and quartered. He could have said, hold on a minute, I'm not too happy. Forget this. I'm going to go back home and kick up my feet. Yeah, Victoria Osteen needs to repent. Joel Osteen needs to repent. No, they serve a false god of their own imagination. Romans 3.18, there is no fear of God before their eyes. A.W. Tozer said this, The low view of God entertained almost universally among Christians is the cause of a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us. The decline of the knowledge of the holy has brought on our troubles. A rediscovery of the majesty of God will go a long way toward curing them. Amen. And that was in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, from 1961. Imagine if he could see what's going on now. Imagine if he could hear what Victoria Osteen said. God is the Most High God, Genesis fourteen eighteen, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. He was the priest of the Most High God. He was a type and a shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Job 22.12 says, Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. Amen. He's the most high God. He's high above all. Psalm 50.22-23 Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. That doesn't sound so loving right there, does it? God's threatening to basically tear them in pieces. Well, he's God. You should fear the Lord thy God. Because if you forsake him and forget him, what does he owe you? Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God." Psalm 66, 3. Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works? Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. When we come back, we're going to look at a time when God destroyed the whole world and killed what some believe must have been billions with a B of people. And it's a warning for us in this world of the judgment to come, the judgment for sin. We'll be right back on Truth Dealer Radio. Truth Dealer
0: Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's truth o'clock. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. KJV Prepper Witnesswear can be a bold witness to the unsaved and encourage believers to be truth dealers for Jesus Christ in these end times. All designs are original. Visit KJVPrepper.com for effective Christian apparel, worn to worn.
1: Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. Does God kill people? That's what we're talking about. And right now we're going to go and read from Genesis chapter 6. We're going to look at the time when God destroyed all the people that were alive except for eight. Genesis chapter 6, 11 through 13. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So God had had enough. This wasn't plan B, though. This was not God reacting. This had to be done. And this too is a type and a shadow of the final judgment, which will come by fire, and we're going to read about that coming up. But now, Genesis chapter 7, verse 21. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle, and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. God killed people there. He most certainly did. And he had every right to do so. And it was because of the sin of the world. It wasn't because of some DNA problem with Nephilims and all this stuff. That's a side issue it was because of sin. The Bible teaches that. Genesis 6, 5 said, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Okay? The wickedness of man. Not hybrid man that got messed up by the devil and all this stuff. Man. Man. Man, the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, okay, because we sin. And this is what happened after time went by. The sin became so wicked and so grievous. And yes, I understand the other things talked about in Genesis 6, but the reason for the flood was sin. It wasn't some science fiction plot that you're going to see on Star Trek or something. It was sin, S-I-N, iniquity, wickedness. Sin against God and his ways of holiness. Sin against God, the most high God. After they had been warned and they knew it was sin. God is just and they knew what they were doing was sin. It says it was wickedness. Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it needed to be judged and shut down. And that's what the Lord brought about. And the Bible says there's coming a future judgment by fire. Isaiah thirteen nine through 13. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. See, he's not coming to destroy the elves or the giants or the beast men or whatever, or he-man or uh, Klingons or anything. The sinners, it's about sin, rebellion against God. It's about sin. He shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity and I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. See, God can be angry and sin not. And God's children can be angry and sin not. There is a way. The Lord has a fierce anger against sin. And it kindles his wrath. Isaiah twenty-six nineteen through 21 This is again talking about the day of the Lord. The final judgment. Thy dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust. For thy dew is as the dew of herbs. And the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people, enter into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood, and shall no more cover her slain. Another verse that describes the coming judgment of fire is 2 Peter 3, 1-7. The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles, of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, All things continue as they were, from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire, against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men." wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. Amen. We should fear the Lord. We should love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind and soul and body, and we should fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now again, about answering the question, "Does God kill people? Just a few other examples in the New Testament of God's swift judgment against individuals who rejected Him, and some others who claimed the name of Christ, and yet they lied to the Holy Spirit. Acts 12:21 through24. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Very sobering. There you had a king, he had a lot of power, he had a lot of wealth, he had a lot of people paying attention to him, listening to him, following him, if you will, dead, just like that. Because God smote him, it says. You better give God the glory for anything that he's doing in your life. And frankly, you better give him the glory for that which he hasn't done in your life. You need to be content. I need to be content. We all need to be content and serve the Lord our God one day at a time. Amen. And again, notice because of this judgment on Herod, many people feared. And it says the word of God was multiplied. God did get the glory in the end. Amen. And these judgments, these deaths can be used to wake people up. And to draw people to the Lord. Here's some people who lied to God. They tried to lie to the Holy Spirit and they were judged on the spot. Acts 5 3 through 5. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whiles it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Verse 6-11 And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out, and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in, and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Amen. We need to fear the Lord, our God. We need to love him enough to fear him. I would even venture to say, if you don't fear the Lord, you don't know the Lord. You don't know who he is. He has revealed himself in scripture. He is the most high God. He possesses the heavens and the earth. He controls your next breath. He controls your life, my life, Trump's life. Anybody you can think of in this world, I don't care how rich they are, how influential they are, the Lord God, without him, they won't take another breath. We need to fear the Lord, our God, and we need to pray for those that are in authority. We need to pray for those around us that are lost, as we're commanded to. Revelation fourteen six. And that's not a different gospel. That's the everlasting gospel. And it doesn't say that's the only thing the angel said. Said the angel preached the gospel. And he said this. And I'm telling you right now. You can't worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters without being saved. Because you must worship the Lord thy God in spirit and in truth. And if you don't know this truth, you're not worshiping him. Joel and Victoria And now these other false teachers, their conferences and their mega church buildings, most of them have a false God because they do not worship in spirit and in truth. They've separated themselves from the truth of God's word. Most of them use false Bible versions that have taken out, subtracted away from God's word. Therefore, according to the end of the Bible revelation, they're cursed for doing that. There's a big warning at the end of Revelation. Don't add to or subtract from the Bible, from the Word of God. They do that without seeming to care. There's a big red flag right there. But you can't worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters apart from the truth of who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And if he shows you the truth and you submit to that truth, you'll be saved repent and believe the gospel, then you can worship Him. You don't worship Him if you're lost. You don't worship Him however you want. It's not like those books I used to have when I was a little kid, Choose Your Own Adventure, where it says, if you want to go down the path, go to page 10. If you want to climb the tree, go to page 15, and then it changes the plot. That's not how it works with God. He has revealed Himself in the Holy Scriptures He's given the whole world stern, dire warnings about the judgments. And it says that the way he judged the world with the flood and Sodom and Gomorrah, he judged them. Those are warnings. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4 on, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, A preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, and condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. It says here, it's an example unto those that would live ungodly. People need to be warned. It is within God's holy judgment to kill people. And certainly when they die and go to hell, it's not something that's outside of God's control. They're condemned already because they hate God. All those who hate me love death. The wages of sin is death. See, it equals death. And hell and death are going to be cast into the lake of fire. We talked about it in a previous show on Truth Dealer Radio about hell. And these are all things that don't get preached about very often anymore. A lot of church buildings have a lot of Sermons and stuff about weak, lukewarm topics, I would say. Most preachers these days don't say much about sin, about hell. Most of the things that are in the Bible, they don't talk about. They talk about culturally relevant things and a bunch of unbiblical garbage and New Age psychology mixed in. And they twist the scriptures. So be warned. The truth doesn't always sound like a bouquet of flowers floating in a puppy's mouth on a rainbow covered hill on a breezy day. Sometimes the truth sounds hard and it's going to be hard when the truth returns the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming back in vengeance in flaming fire to judge the wicked. That's not going to be a happy day for the lost. Warn them so they can experience peace and joy and love here and have peace with God, have their sins forgiven. And time is running out. So I just encourage you to get out and share the gospel. Warn people that the God they think they serve might not be the true God of the Bible. And challenge them. Have they even read the Bible? Do they even know about God? The Most High God, we can't be saved by a God of our imagination. Only by the name, the only name under heaven whereby man can be saved is Jesus Christ, the Lord God Almighty, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Risen One, the Holy One, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the Son of God. Amen? And it's up to us to go and tell the world. So I just want to encourage you, I know it's kind of a heavy topic this week, but share it with someone that may not understand and challenge them, you know, this is in the Bible. Here's the reason why. It's not a popular thing to talk about, but it's true. And every time somebody dies, I'm getting tired of hearing everyone say, they're in a better place. Oh, there's no suffering now. Actually, most likely the exact opposite is true. Their suffering has just begun. They've now entered into an eternal damnation of suffering apart from God and they will be cast into the lake of fire. So people need to be warned while there's time. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put their faith and trust in him alone. So keep praying for people and thank you for listening. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. There is a way to support Truth Dealer Radio at truthdealer-radio.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Be strong. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time
0: zone you're in, it's truth o'clock. TruthDealerRadio.com You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.